Welcome back to Sporting Goss on a very bleak and wintry Monday. Not too sure about what the weather's like doing in Sydney town, but one man that will tell us is Jimmy Smith, of course, all part of NRL Nation. And don't forget tonight, if you're a rugby league fan, rugby league, you want to get on 1170 SEN Sydney between 6 and 7, Origin Fever. Jimmy Smith joins us. Who's the star attraction tonight, Jimmy? Bleak and wintry, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll give you the forecast here in Sydney uh, at the same time. Yeah, Origin Fever with Brett Kamali, of course, the mm. former New South Wales great. And we've got a, a, a cast of who's who's played for the Blues. Bradley Clyde, the great oh. Bradley Clyde, will be our guest uh, tonight. Love Bradley Clyde. Him and Glenn Lazarus and uh, Ricky Stewart. Yeah. Was he in Ricky Stewart's era? All of them, yeah. all of them. Yeah, Laurie Daly, Mel Meninga, Mel Meninga, Brett Mullins, Gary Belcher. Oh, it was literally wow. of the. There was about nine positions in rugby league, and there were the seven best players on the planet. They all played for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders were in a close one on the weekend. Got beaten twenty-two twenty by the Dragons. The other close one was the Sharks over the top of the Cowboys, twenty-six to twenty-four. But can I just ask, has there been the, the some of the lopsided results? We've had this discussion before. Rabbitohs won 46 nil, and I was seeing on social media, some reckon they could have won 80 to nil. Storm won 66 16. Sea Eagles beat the Titans 56 24. There's some alarming margins in rugby league. Has it ever been like this in, in more recent times? Statistically, it'll say no, because um, margin of, of um, defeat or victory has is, is been higher than. Uh, in the history of the NRL. Um, and it's only moved a few points, but it, it's just got that feel about it. And I, I, the, the interesting one, Timmy, is the Seals v. Uh, Titans match. The Titans led that 24 points to eight at one stage. Wow. And they ended up being beaten 56-24. So it, it's almost ridiculous that the Eagles score 48 unanswered points against a side that in that same game were playing at a much higher level than them. And, and then um, it, it's it's an alarming trend. And I, to be honest, I don't think there's any, as all these things, there's no one reason as to why it happens. Like you can't say it's the crackdown on high shots or you can't mm. say it's the new rules that are introduced. And you can't say it's some clubs are better managed than others and, and some clubs have better roster management. It's all of those things. Mm. But what it's leading to is some incredible lopsided scorelines. For example, Saturday night, you know, we're walking into prime time for, for KO and Fox Sports, and you've got the Storm up against the West Tigers. The Storm were leading 30 nil, mm. and the West Tigers had had two tackles, not two sets, two tackles, and that just blows the game away. <sighs> so... We are looking like it's a, it's a four-team comp. Is, is anyone outside the top four standing right now? And, of course, we've got the Storm on top, Panthers, Eels and Rabbitohs. Do, do we need to look any further? Yeah, yeah, we, we do. Really? Um, because you've got a fighter's chance, right? And, and unless you finish in the top four, you won't. But I'm still not convinced that those teams are our top four. So okay. um, the Roosters are definitely there. That, that game against Penrith was high-quality game. They were leading 12-0. They were up 12-6, and then one of their players sent to the sin bin on a very, very dubious decision. And then by the time he came back from the sin bin, the scoreline was 22-12 in favour of the Panthers. Now, I'm not saying the Roosters would have won that game, but it certainly had a massive impact on the momentum of the match when that, when that player was dismissed. And, and the side we are just talking about, the Manly Seagulls, it, it, if... 
They haven't even got their full roster back yet and playing well. But they've got one bloke, his name's Tom Trebojevic, he's playing at the back. And and his, his form this year has been unlike anything we've seen from anyone, I think, since Jared Hayne in 2009 when he... And he took the second... Sec, they were second last the Eels halfway through the year and he dragged them into the grand final that year. Kevy Walters, um, do you think he's happy he's taken over the Broncos? <laughs> Not sure happy is the word I'd use, Timmy. Um, how they get uh, out of this? How, how they get out of this? I mean, tell me... Tell our listeners right now listening on Sporting Goss... Give us the rugby league equivalent to the AFL of how long it takes to rebuild a team that is on its knees. Um, I reckon they're four, five, six, seven, eight good decisions away from being competitive again in two years. And what are those decisions? So, are they playing right? Play, and, play and, rosters? And, and, yeah, and, and that's right. So if you get if you get three good decisions and two bad ones, okay, we'll extend that out to four years. You know, five years. So if they get everything right from here, and I'm talking down to uh, recruitment of players, recruitment of off-field staff, um, and, and that's an extension all the way through the football department. Like they've, they've literally just started to put a broom through the football department. So, um, you know, as, as we know, Timmy, um, that success has many fathers and failures an orphan. So no one, no one wants to put their hand up and say, yeah, well, that was me that was making all those decisions. So... People get moved on and they become scapegoats. And, um, but it's been a series of, of poor decisions at a management level over the course of the last three or four years that have seen Brisbane get to this point. They need to make good decisions now over the next three or four years and then they'll become competitive again. I know they're huge in Queensland. I get that. And we're talking about the Brisbane Broncos with Jimmy Smith, NRL Nation. And, of course, don't forget, tonight between 6 and 7 on SEN 1170, you've got Origin Fever. Special guest Bradley Clyde, Brett Kamali, will also be co-hosting the show. How loyal are the Brisbane Broncos fans? Have they dropped off? Are they patient? I mean, how do they? how is the fan base reacting to what is this bleak run and sitting on the bottom of the table? Yeah, and it's it's uncharted territory for mm. them too. You mm. know, we thought it was a blip on the radar last year when they ran last. I don't think they'll run last this year, but you just never know. Um, uh, there's a you know, like anything, Timmy. There's a certain section of them that'll stick solid through thick and thin, and then there's these casual fans that hey, if the Broncos are going well, we'll get forty thousand there on a Friday night, or or forty five thousand on a Sunday afternoon to Suncorp Stadium to watch them play in a big game. Mm. You know, those crowds have dropped away and, and you're looking at your twenty and twenty five and, and thirty thousand, which um, you know, they're still the biggest they're still the biggest club in mm. the league. Mm. They're they're still they still turn over the most money. They they still generate the most press. Um, so, you know, they're the one team town and um, the vast majority of Brisbane and Queenslanders love the Broncos, but they're only so patient. So we get the break, of course, from our uh, round of, uh, of NRL action. We turn our attention, of course, to State of Origin. How do we go? How is this going to be played out? And, of course, you're going to be talking about that on Origin Fever tonight between six and seven, of course. But how does the game two play out? Well, if I put my blue hat on, yeah, I put think it on. it's going to be another... Yeah, well, it's going to be another flogging for the Queensland side, a really understrength. Queensland side that, you know, once again, Freddie Fitler would have been giggling when the teams were announced today that they saw, they've still got Kurt Capewell in the centres. Righto, let's get Tommy Trebojevic with him uh, one-on-one and see what he can do. But 
Um, there are some bright spots for Queensland, and one of them is this 18-year-old kid that's been asked to play fullback. It's a big ask. It's a, it's a massive ask. And he had a mixed game on the weekend playing for the Warriors against Newcastle, but he's a superstar in the making. Um, I, he, I don't think he's the, the white knight, the saviour that's going to be there for Queensland in this match, but in a decade's time, I reckon Reese Walsh we're talking about as, as one of the great entertainers in the history of rugby league. So, um, fair bit of pressure to put on an 18-year-old, but uh, I, I hope he I hope he doesn't have one of those games that you know people remember for all the wrong reasons. But I can't say anything but a, a New South Wales victory, Timmy. Yeah, going to be very hard for Queensland to get off the floor. And then let's put our NRL normal regular season hat on. Do I wait till just Thursday, July one, for the Roosters Storm? Does that kick off the round? Is that the game I should be clamouring to the television to watch? So here's the issue, mate. All we've got to wait is okay, which players are backing up out of the state yes. of origin? From the Roosters and from the Storm and from the Rabbitohs and from the Broncos and from all these other, <laughs> from the Panthers. And, and once with that, we'll, we'll reset things and we'll go from there. Oh, good on you. So you're not going to tip. You're not tipping me anything. No, not yet. Right. No, no worries. I'm keeping my powder dry. Oh, no, yes. Nice work of the powder dry. I like it. <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. Appreciate our chats. Always love our chats at Rugby League. It is tonight between 6 and 7 Eastern States time, 4 and 5 SEN 1170. It is, of course, Origin Fever. You'll pick it up on the podcast as well or SEN.com.au. Jimmy Smith, appreciate your time. Thanks, Timmy.